The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you back, but I'm even more excited for our special guest today. He is the Director of Operations at Legacy Acquisitions, Pete Vanderveen. Pete, thanks for joining us today. How are you? Doing great, Cody. How are you? Man, I am great. Thanks so much for joining us. We're super excited to have you on. For those that are maybe hearing your name, your voice, or maybe seeing your face for the first time, hopefully not, but just in case they are, we love starting out with a good origin story here. We'd love to get the audience a better understanding where you're from, how you got into real estate, where you kind of find yourself these days. I've got a lot of stories to tell. I love your topic of the unsuccess. I've got a whole list of them. But I think my background's really been executive leadership. So I've been a C-suite executive. I've founded over a dozen companies that have run Fortune 5 companies. I've really learned how not to do real estate multiple times. Having left the last Fortune 5 company that I was managing within I really had a passion to do real estate the right way, which is not trying to do it myself, but trying to build a good team, have a good foundation, and then come together and, and do big things. That's kind of been my my recent last few years of just working in the mastermind world, trying to mentor people, trying to learn, trying to grow, and then trying to help make a, a collective endeavor to do some big things. I love it. And I know we were, we were talking off camera a little bit about that, and it's real interesting. And I, and I honestly, I love what your story, you know. I'd probably, my, my old self coming from the corporate background, I'd want to pick your brain on like, man, how do I get in front of you at, at your old job? You know, there was a lot of right. that, but you know, some of those similarities around getting in front of brokers, getting in front of, in front of investors, I think kind of carry over. But, you know, you mentioned, and we talked a little bit like, like before too on the off camera, but you mentioned you got a bunch of stories, but what kind of comes to mind today when you were talking about unsuccess stories and kind of educating myself and the audience on, on some of maybe the mishaps you've had to propel you to where ultimately where you are today. If there's one thing that I've noticed in my my seasons, my 20 years plus in real estate, because I've kind of spanned the spectrum from everything from franchise development to tenant improvements, commercial, residential, new build, development, and now multifamily, built to rent. But the one thing I've I find that the industry is notorious for is people working in a silo culture. And I think especially if you come from the realtor side, it's like you keep everything close to your chest. It's it's like, it's my thing. Don't touch it. And I think that that becomes problematic where everyone tries to do things on their own. They try to be a jack of all trades. And if there's anything that really took me out several years, I think it was back in 2012, you know, I was running several companies. I had, I had a fitness company, I had an energy company. I saw a 60 acre development or a 60 acre plot of land on the on the outskirts of a town up in the Midwest against the lake. And I was like, man, that's a beautiful place. I want to build a house there. And then once I owned the property, I was like, man, there's some opportunity here to build a subdivision. Like I could do a lot more with this thing. So we pivoted and I went into land development and I went, I did all the infrastructure. I did it all myself and I, I did it all myself. I cap, I paid for it all myself out of pocket. And I was even trying to get in some investors, but people just didn't see my vision. So I did it all myself. I was like, you know what? Hold my beer. I'll do this myself. Three years in, I was ready for vertical and the market tanked. I was out of pocket on everything and I just didn't have the ability to carry it. It was 60 acres. So I had the ability to build, put 48 homes on there. And suddenly my value went from probably a four to $5 million asset to I 
sold it for 450,000. So I broke even. It was a harsh reality for me that why the power of a, of a, of a team, why the power of leverage, why the power of a strong investment backing is, is so critical. And I think that's where the collaborative environment within the real estate world's critical. Cause if you try to go it alone, you're going to get exposed and exposure is really the unknown risk that we all face. It's like market turns, demand changes, S&P tanks, even nowadays with the availability of capital lenders, flexibility, all that stuff, like being exposed will get you. And if you're not prepared for it, it'll get you in a bad way. Well, and I think a lot of what I'm hearing from you and I've heard from some others, you know, we're, I think we're in this industry and we understand a lot of us on the idea of mitigating risk. You know, everything we do from like underwriting and evaluating properties and assets, we're all about mitigating the risk and making sure we can meet the returns. But what I what I'm hearing from you is and your experience and, and some others too is, you know, maybe we don't all take that same approach when we look at trying to find a partner or going after a deal and leveraging the, our collaborative network to understand like how do I mitigate the risk on, on getting this done while I got a bunch of other irons in the fire on a bunch of other things too. Looking back to where you were then, what would have been maybe step one for you to overcome finding that partner or somebody to help you out or, or or even maybe not even a person, just a step you would have taken that maybe would have changed that trajectory a little bit for you? I think one of the things that I didn't know back then that I do know now is I was I was a real estate guy in an entrepreneurial world. And I think we, we'd spoke a little bit before, like being part of a community of people that understand what you're doing and they're they kind of have the same hunger and appetite for business as you do. If you're in a collaborative culture, like in a mastermind or something where people get what you're doing, it's an easy sell because now the mastermind that I helped build, we really focus on bringing people together that if you all bring your skill sets to the table, we can form a powerful team because I have something you don't and you have something I don't. Whereas before I wasn't really networked that way. I was in a whole host of industries. So when I'm trying to sell you know, one, if I'm trying to sell a real estate investment to someone that has no real estate experience, it was a tough sell at the time. And that's when I was like, well, I'll just go it alone. Nowadays, I would have certainly found a group of people that understand what I'm doing and have synergies that would help me scale and grow my business. You know, I, I love that. And I think there's a lot of analogies too. We've recently just gone through a capital raise phase. And I've talked to a lot of other people that done something similar. And I think there's a lot of similarities for those. If you're starting out with capital raising, or if you haven't done it before, if you're doing it again, most people typically find that the folks that are aware of the industry or invest in these types of assets, invest in uh, real estate, either passively or actively. Those are the ones that are typically going to more likely invest in your opportunities nowadays versus people that you maybe know and they know, like, and trust you, but having to teach them the real estate aspect and understanding that investment strategy is a different vehicle than say the market or index funds or whatever. That's a, it's just easier to teach and be with people that understand it. You don't have to really teach from the ground up. You are, they already have a threshold of knowledge and you can just jump right into conversations and do that. And it sounds like, you know, if you would have had that type of network, not to say the other people weren't smart and understood, they just, they didn't have that mindset, uh, it sounded like. And being around other people that would have, would have either helped you propel the deal or maybe even killed the deal and said, hey, no, you need to hold off on buying this. This Maybe it's not the right time or right play right now. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value to be had in learning from other people's mistakes. 
I think when you're in a group of people, uh, you know, when you're young and rambunctious like I was, you have this, I'll show you kind of mentality. But sometimes having someone that's seasoned that's like, hey, like, let's have a second look at this would be kind of that sound voice of reasoning that you could really benefit from. Well, and I know in our group, when we do an underwriting, just our little small group that we do internally, it's like we actually tell our team like, hey, kill this deal. Find a way to kill this deal, because if you can kill it, then it's not a good investment. If we can, if any of us can kill this deal, then it's probably not a good investment. Now, sometimes we may go back and forth and, you know, there's some arbitrage between where we think certain things may land or not land. But ultimately, if if we can kill a deal and we don't have a good answer for it, well, then that's probably not a good deal to be had. And it's leveraging experience like you were talking about to understand are we going to be able to move forward on this? And that way you don't get burned on a project that this, you know, took a long time to, to get all the civil yeah. and all that kind of stuff done. Fast forward to, to now. So you did that, you, you kind of learned from that experience. You built up the mastermind for those looking either to get in or maybe they're in it and they want to scale. Where would you kind of direct people to help get to that next phase, whether they're just now getting in, like I said, or maybe looking to scale? What's a, a step or a thing that they can look for or do maybe in that context of finding some people they can connect with? Where would you send them and how would you maybe have them go about it? I think we're, we're seeing in the last few years, we've seen a lot of the education play. Everyone's providing coaching clinics and, and education platforms for real estate, whether it's single family, multifamily. And I think that if there's anything that I would shoot holes in, I feel like that has oversold the opportunity within the real estate industry. So now you get all these people that spend 30,000 on an education program and then they come out all excited. And then they're like, now what? I've seen a lot of people come out of those programs and then just be disheartened because they're like, wow, this is harder than I thought. I think that's where you really need to, the best place is to really get into a collaborative network, into a, a mastermind of some sort or into a cooperative where you have people that you can come and bring your value to them and and be a bolt onto their team. Because I think if you if you think that you can get into multifamily or any of this development stuff or even single family effectively by being a maverick or being this lone wolf type of thing, it gets really challenging and you you're gonna get burnout in a lot of ways, including, you know, emotionally, mentally, financially, potentially. But I think for anyone that's coming out, there's certainly a lot of opportunity, but I think I've learned the hard way that if I want to do it myself, I'm going to I'm going to get it wrong sometimes or I'm going to run out of steam, but I think if I try to find a team like I've I've done myself, if I try to find a team that's missing a piece of the equation and I can go be that solution to them, then collectively we're going to I'm going to bring more value and we'll it may be a smaller piece of a bigger pie, but we'll grow quicker, we'll scale quicker, we'll do bigger things. And in the end I don't have to worry about trying to reinvent the wheel. I can become part of a solution. Well, and I think to your point, you hit on something really big there, whereas I don't think there's enough communication out in, out in the kind of real estate community around. It's okay to take smaller portions of deals to build up your repertoire, build up your knowledge, your experience. Maybe you're really good at finding deals. Maybe you have some high net worth individuals that really know, like, and trust you. Maybe you know you can bring some value to the table and you're not getting major slices of equity and deals. But what you are getting is experience and knowledge along the way while still getting paid some as well. 
However, that will pay dividends way more on the back end, just like most of the real estate investments. You know, th- there's an equity multiple at the back end of that, that you mm-hmm. come out of those experiences knowing a whole lot more. Uh, and that's why I think you see a lot of people maybe trying to jump too fast, too quickly at some of these larger deals and take them down, like the education maybe says, you know, yeah. 80 to 100 deal, uh, 80 to 100 doors. Yeah. That's the magic number, right? But if that's your first, maybe even second deal, that could be really challenging if you haven't done it before. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. That <laughs> even the education, I don't think, always accounts for some of the nuances and, and details there. No, I think they're, unfortunately, they're trying to sell the education and selling the hype rather than selling like a logical long-term solution. Yeah, we I remember we've been to, we've been to a, a handful of conferences and, and most of them really great. You know, one I I won't call out by name, but we definitely got some value out of it because we met some really wonderful people in the in the atrium and talking with that. But the the actual course itself was more of a sales pitch into the education program. Mm-hmm. And I've been to enough conferences, whether it's real estate or my previous corporate life, that if you're if you're doing the sales pitch thing, then just for the education, then are you really making more? Are you trying to make money on the education piece or are you trying to teach people how to make money in the real estate? I, I you know, right. there's, it, it was a little bit too sales pitchy for me rather than, Hey, this let's network and get a lot of people together and figure this out. And listen, everyone's got their thing and that's fine. But you know, I, I know there are a few programs out there like that mm-hmm. too, but well, Pete, I, I can't thank you enough. I know there are probably a lot of people out there listening to this, you know, looking at something similar, thinking, hey, you know, how do I scale or go to that next phase? And I love the idea of the masterminder just getting around people that already understand it, had the experience and working together collaboratively, if I can get that word out uh, together. (laughs) Pete, for those that want to connect with you, work with you, you know, learn from you in the future, where's the best place people can find you at? Yeah. So I think we've got our team site, legacyacquisitions.com. So we're, we're heavily pursuing the built around space kind of in the Southeast of the country. We got some exciting things happening there. So you can always come find me there. Also come look me up on LinkedIn. I do a lot of fragmented or fractional COO services. So I help other people grow and scale their business as well. But I'd love to keep in touch with anyone or bring value to you or help your team or have you guys come join us with what we're doing with Legacy. We've got a lot of excitement. Man, that sounds great. Pete, again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today, sir. Thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And hey, thanks everyone for listening and watching at home. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.